You're listening to the Messy Life Podcast. Each week, we bring you genuine conversations on marriage, parenting, health and fitness, faith, and all the messy spaces in between. We strive to embrace authenticity, and we always keep it real. Welcome to Episode 1 of the Messy Life Podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk about merging two family cultures in marriage to create one unique family culture. There is so much that goes into merging cultures, and we believe that it is something that really needs to be talked about. Now, since this first season of the Messy Life podcast is all about messy marriage, it seems fitting that I invite the most special person to co-host with me, and that is my amazing husband, Daniel. Daniel, thank you so much for joining and helping me talk about marriage. Yeah, thanks for letting me be a part of your dreams and vision and for letting me share about marriage. Plus, I mean, let's be honest, there really wouldn't be any mess if I wasn't joining in because I brought it all along with me. He's halfway kidding, and that's why I love my husband, y'all. Now, before we carry on, I want to let you know that the Messy Life podcast is brought to you by CleanChefMessyMom.com. Clean Chef Messy Mom is your go-to food and lifestyle source for clean eating and gluten-free recipes, as well as authentic conversations regarding all the messy parts of life, from marriage to parenting to faith to all the struggles that come with living a clean and healthy lifestyle, we cover it all. Head on over to cleanchefmessymom.com for tons of resources and free downloads on all of these things. All right, so we are talking about merging two family cultures to create one unique family culture. What does that even mean? What does it mean to have two family cultures? Daniel, why don't you just elaborate a little bit on what a family culture is in the first place? Well, culture really, it really encapsulates everything. It's everything from how you choose to raise your children or discipline them or even your beliefs about faith. Um, it could be how you choose to celebrate holidays. One family could have a massive party and another family could do things totally different and be more like an ordinary day. It could be about conflict and how communication happens within a marriage or a parent to child or child to parent um, or even mundane things like chores. All these things are part of the family culture that we each come from and it's different. From one family to another family, all these things are totally different. And so there's choices that we have to make when we merge two families into one and they create a new family. Yeah, I love that you mentioned the simple things that create culture because the thing that was popping into my head is um, the fact that some families may own a television and how they spend their Saturday mornings could be watching TV. And then you have other families that don't want to have a television and don't want to watch TV, don't want to raise their kids in that environment. And it's it's not that one is right and one is wrong. It's that they're both different. And um, when it comes to family culture and merging two family cultures, um, Daniel and I are really a great example of this because we truly did come from two completely opposite cultures and backgrounds. Now, when Laura says we came from opposite cultures, that really is true. Our backgrounds could not be more different. 
Just the very basic facts that I come from a wealthier suburban neighborhood in Southern California, and Lara is from a super low income family and area in small town Alabama. That alone is enough to make for some drastic differences in our upbringing. It's so true. I remember the first time we ever hung out at In N Out, by the way, in California. Uh, we talked about Thanksgiving cultures, and we were both appalled at how different Thanksgiving dinner was in each of our families. And I still haven't experienced that, actually, honey. Your time is coming. You will get to experience it. Might I also just say that I remember that night when I took you there, we talked about Southern culture, and I walked away wondering, oh my gosh, <laughs> do I have what it takes to uh, be with this Southern lady? I don't know. What do you say, honey? I don't know. We're still figuring that out. <laughs> All right. So you take that family, um, you take those different family cultures and you merge them and they're already opposite with just being from different backgrounds. And that, like Daniel said, that alone, that's enough for it to make for some drastic differences. And then you take that further and you have differences in how cultures affected our upbringing. I was fortunate in that my parents bought me a car and paid for my education, while Lara's family often had to choose between hot water or electricity. And Lara was learning how to pay utility bills when she was 15 years old. And then another example, well, my family didn't really share our feelings as much, whereas Lara's family always spoke up if they had a problem with something. But that often meant that there was a lot of yelling involved too, so there's a mixture with both families. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think that is such a good example of something that was really different when we came into our marriage. That um, if I had a problem with Daniel, you better believe he was going to know it. And on the flip side, if Daniel had a problem, I had to dig it out of him. Just, it was like, seriously, it was like digging for gold. I had to just be like, get it out of there to get him to tell me something. Oh, so you're saying all my problems are gold? I should probably retract those words. Um, anyways, the list really does just go on. There are so many ways in which we were raised so differently, whether for good or for bad. So as you can see, we really had a lot to work with. We had a lot of options. And that really did place us in a position where we were not able to ignore these differences or neglect to figure it out and what it looks like to merge our two lives together. We had to really look at our lives and decide what would it look like moving forward. Luckily, we were so blessed to have an amazing couple from our church. I'll just give them a little shout out. Their names are Pep and Angie. They're super amazing. And they spoke into our lives because they, they had a similar story, I believe, in that they came from two very different family cultures. Am I right? They're just very opposite backgrounds. Um, and they spoke into our lives and told us, that when you're joining two lives, when you're when you're getting married and you're becoming one, you get to step back and evaluate both family cultures and you get to pick the best from all that you have experienced in your life so far and you get to leave the rest. And there's no shame in leaving the rest. You get to choose what family culture you want to create moving forward. That was really eye-opening for both of us, I think, because, well, let's be honest, no family is perfect even the ones that look perfect. So you get the opportunity to take the good and leave the bad. I would say between the two of us, that was probably 
more eye-opening for me even than for Daniel. It was super eye-opening for me because I always believed that it was really all or nothing. That when I got married, we would either be like my family or be like my husband's. And I'm so thankful that we have learned that it's not that way. Because merging cultures really is such a beautiful opportunity to learn and grow and choose healthy culture by taking the best from each family. Because even the quote-unquote bad or rough families have something beautiful to contribute. Every family has something good to offer. Yeah, it's really a fun but also challenging experience to really evaluate your own family upbringing and decide what you loved, what was healthy and what was beneficial, and what maybe wasn't so healthy or beneficial. You know what's so interesting, too, about that, Daniel, is that you really don't know these things as a single person. You only have a grid for your own culture. It often takes being around another culture, whether that's um, as simple as uh, a friendship or a friend that you get close to their family or a spouse, or perhaps it's a church family, a church body, whatever it is, you often need to experience another culture before you even recognize that there are different cultures out there other than the one you were brought up in. It's so interesting, really, because it does require you to think beyond what you've been taught or what you've experienced so far in life. I feel like often we believe things or say we believe things more because that's what we've heard over and over and just because we don't have another or different example. Um, it's something that we've been taught rather than being something that we actually believe in our core. And so it's important that we really evaluate things and ask ourselves, is this true? Do I really identify with this? Do I really believe this and want this for my life and my family? That's so good. I think one mistake that couples make is that they actually fail to recognize that they are creating a new family. I feel like oftentimes couples get married and they, they don't have a grid or an idea um, that getting married, it won't just be their family and their ways and their culture anymore. And when couples fail to recognize this, it creates conflict and it creates friction because it's actually not all or nothing. You can't just have it one way. It's not just um, one family culture or the other. And that conflict could be as simple as where are we going for the holidays? Or it could be about parenting and discipline or even how do we handle conflict in our marriage? And you know, a lot of these things can be talked about and decided on before ever getting married. Maybe that depends on how long you're together or even if, it was a, even if it was a shorter period of time, how intentionally these things are figured out. But really, I, in our experience, honey, I know that we've been learning to this day more and more about each other's families and cultures. And just because this is true, it's hard to have a grid for how you've done things your entire life until you have that contrast of your spouse which is really beautiful and good. Yeah, why don't you talk about the conflict and how we've merged that culture? Well, I mean, Laura and I have chosen to take the best from both families regarding conflict, and that means that we choose to talk about things, which comes from Laura's family, and then we choose to do it peacefully, which comes more from my family. 
And I think really the most beautiful thing about doing this, about creating a culture of our own, is that in the very process of creating our own family culture, we are modeling that process to our children. They are growing up learning the importance of creating their own family culture. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're going to, well, just like us, we just experience things growing up in our families, and it's so powerful. And so now we get to choose how our family is going to live and operate and what our children are going to experience growing up. And hopefully they can take all the good stuff and leave behind the bad stuff. And you know, it's a valuable lesson for us now to realize that just like we are taking the good and leaving the bad, our children should have the opportunity and the freedom to do that as well. And we should not be angry at them for doing that because that is the culture that we are creating. We are creating a culture in which our children um, know that they get to create their own culture. That is so good. Uh, It's really a valuable process, and the best takeaway we can offer to everyone listening is to really take a step back. Whether you're just now getting married, or you're a newlywed, or you've been married for 10 years, and examine your family cultures. It's it's kind of a never-ending process. Take note of the things that you love and what you want to incorporate into your own culture, and be honest about the things that you don't love. Whether it's something in your family or something in your spouse's family, it's important to be open and honest about it. That's so good, Daniel. I love that you said that um, it's a never-ending process because that's so true. Even for us, I feel like there's always something that comes up and one of us or the other is takes a step back and says, whoa, where did that come from? Where, whether it's a comment or a behavior or whatever it is. And there are things that continually come up that we have to take a step back and ask ourselves where that came from. And most often it comes from our family culture. And it's something that we have really, um, we've both enjoyed that process and it's also come with its challenges, its difficulties. It's definitely come with its tears and even though it's been all of those things, it's definitely something that we feel really passionate about and we want to help others with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that is what we have to offer about merging family cultures. And we want to thank you all for tuning in to this first episode of the Messy Life Podcast. We hope that it has been beneficial to you, that you have enjoyed it, and maybe that you laughed a couple of times. Remember that you can always check out cleanchefmessymom.com for more real and authentic conversations on marriage. And you can also find show notes for this episode at cleanchefmessymom.com slash one. And that's it for this week. We hope you tune in next week for episode two, where we will be talking about what it looks like to be fully present in relationship while also making time for your individual needs.